This is a disclaimer. This podcast is intended for entertainment purposes only, and the concepts that are discussed in this episode have not been fact-checked. Some topics brought up in this episode may be triggering for you, and if you are struggling with mental health issues, then please see a mental health professional. Hey, g'day. Welcome back to Unhinged, episode four, uh, with Tessa and Lyra. Yeah, welcome everyone. I hope you're all doing well. Um... Tessa, Tessa just spoke, and this is Lyra. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm Lyra. No, but you know when you're um, listening to a podcast, and you're not necessarily you watching, don't know and you don't know who's who, like, I always do that with, like, dual audiobooks, or, yeah. like, yeah, like a podcast. I'm like, who, if they're two females or two males, like, they sound similar. That's me listening to Sam Harris with, like, anyone he's got on there. And oh, it's like, they... Because he has a really soothing voice. It's so monotone too. And then if he gets on another guest, I'm like, I have no idea. It may as well be him just doubling as mm-hmm. the second person. Yeah. Yeah. And and there's... Oh, who else? Like, I think it's very prominent with female podcasters too. Like, like if they match their high pitch... Like, if, if we match high pitch... So, like, if you're really... Okay. If you're, like, yeah. a really enthusiastic... If you've got a really enthusiastic voice that you match to one another, then... Right. Then you're on. Then there is okay. no disentangling you. But I feel like I feel like we're both fairly I feel mono, like we're a bit low. Low, yes. Yeah. Which, which is a, maybe a good thing. I don't know. We both have don't have. I wouldn't say either of us have high pitched voices at all. No, definitely. In fact, not. I would say maybe not deep voices, but like lower than lower average. than average female voices. Yeah, I think so. I would definitely yeah. agree with that. So in today's episode, we're gonna talk about this cultural situation happening on TikTok right now called That Girl. Um, I think most listeners will know who That Girl is. If you're gonna watch this on like a, on like our YouTube channel, then you'll probably definitely understand what That Girl is. Yeah. And we'll try and describe it the best we can. And and um, pop photos up but it's essentially like this platform this ideal girl Mm -hmm. that you need to aspire to it came it came on tiktok uh at at around 2021 and that's when it really went viral yeah and now you got all these girls that are trying to be that girl so that's it what do you see that girl as so i that girl, I, I saw clean girl aesthetic first. So yeah. when I was on TikTok, and, I, and actually, I do genuinely like the aesthetic of like a clean, like clean girl because I just saw girls posting videos about like their morning routines, their evening routines, their exercise routines, what they were eating, these sorts of things, and they were like. Um, displaying how you know like certain meals and things like that and 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 how they and like these small sections of their life but it was like this almost like quite beautiful to watch this everything was so perfect like they were eating super healthy (laughs) um they they wore these like beautiful clothes like and very neutrals and beiges it's always beige it's always neutrals or whites or yeah very clean and like that and like linen and um linen yeah, yeah. their beds are always made yes they've yeah, always yeah, got yeah. some products on amazon that they're linking in the description totally on the bedside table they have like an extremely extensive facial routine not makeup yeah. but more like serums skincare yep. routine huge you like, gotta have a mask on every night every night mm-hmm. um they yeah, lots of oh, lots of green powders. Green powders in the smoothie. In yeah. the smooth and with yeah. the, the zzz. oh, <laughs> <laughs> that 
Milk though, they're just it's like green powder in it. It, it makes no sense. When I, looks I looked at it at first, <laughs> I was like, oh, what a great idea. And then I you try saw it. no, I didn't no, no, I definitely didn't buy one. <laughs> but I looked at it and I was like, wait, what's the difference between like that and just just a spoon? I, That's what I was thinking. Because I like stir my Metamucil every night with a yeah. spoon. If if I frothed it, I don't think it would be nice. No, I actually stir <laughs> things with a fork. Because there's like more. That's like, a good idea. Yeah. That you're a real innovator. I'm. Um, that's. The, it's. Uh, it's that's, motherhood. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> you've run out of spoons. Because, yeah. Is that why? <laughs> I don't know. I probably oh, okay. just didn't empty the dishwasher one day and thought, <laughs> I'll use a fork. Fuck it. And and that's what happened. Yeah. Anyway. Uh. So yeah. I I think that there's nothing wrong with the clean girl aesthetic and I think clean girl in and of itself isn't really toxic because it's just this is this is just my interpretation of of the events that are happening on TikTok that clean girl is just wearing neutrals and um Wearing neutrals, having and a morning like, routine, going have, to the gym, looking after yourself, like see, I see, that as, I see that as as a uh, that girl. Oh, see, I see that. Girl. I think there's a Venn diagram. And I a think two there overlap. is. I agree. I think that that girl is like, yeah, that girl and clean girl definitely have overlap. Does that girl have a little bit more spirituality going on? That girl is. Yeah, she has to have spirituality. There's manifestation. There's got to have some. There's got to be some manifestation. There's got to be some gratitude, particularly the five-minute morning gratitude. Out of that five, have you ever seen that five-minute morning book? No. Okay, so there's this book, and I think it's uh, about. It's actually a really good idea, uh, but I think that we've glamorized it a little bit. It's just a gratitude journal, and it's it's like, what are three things that you're thankful for today? Yeah. What uh, and then you reflect on it at night, and it says like, "What should I have done better?" Okay. And it, like, what are my intentions for the day? What are my intentions for tomorrow? Okay. That sort of thing. Gratitude journaling. Yeah. Okay. So that's fine. That's all fine. But let's just start to let's just start to piece it together. Hopefully, like by now you've understood the aesthetic that we're talking yeah, about of yeah. like clean girl, that girl. Um. There is an essential problem here. So at first I was scrolling through TikTok and going, oh, this is awesome. I'm yeah. going to do this. Um, this is great. And I still like, I love like a beige aesthetic. I'm all You're, for that. Yeah, yeah. It looks, it looks nice. Like yeah. I love the minimalist aesthetic, like the, the neutrals, the beiges. Yeah. 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 And I think like, I think like Kim or Kanye started that in a number yeah. of ways. But anyway, it's just an aesthetic. But there is like a cluster of celebrities that kind of all look the same mm-hmm. that promote that lifestyle as being completely achievable and the right thing to do for if you're a young girl in your 20s. Mm-hmm. This is exactly how you should live. Mm-hmm. Drinking green powders and and starting work at 10 a.m. in the morning and, and um, you know, Working from home and like living in a bougie apartment, and mm-hmm. yeah, and if you don't do that, you can't be that girl. It's this exclusive club. Yeah, it is. It is an exclusive club, and so 
I think the problem with everything that we have said is it's essentially leading a culture of what we saw when we were in school, right? Right. Yeah. Like, well, that girl, I was first I was scrolling through it and I was like, oh, this this is all right, this is the vibe. Then I realized how problematic it was. And then I realized, hey, do you remember Tumblr? Yeah. You remember Tumblr? Yeah, dude. It's, yeah. This is the this is the same thing over again. Like there was it was not that girl. I don't even know that what the name of it was. We didn't but, necessarily have a name, I don't think. But Tumblr was toxic. Yeah. For promoting um thinspo and thinspo is a big trigger word for this yes thinspo remember bonespo <gasps> bonespo i didn't even oh yeah. my god a bunch of memories are flooding in now bonespo i i feel like i was somewhat shielded from this i was at boarding school at the time so like i didn't I did know, I did have Tumblr. I didn't really understand it though. I just was like slightly out of the loop, but I do remember seeing some of this stuff. I don't think I was affected as like many other girls mm, were, mm. but I do remember those hashtags. And then I do remember those quoted images that would say things like, uh, pizza or, or hip bones. Oh my gosh. Yes. Pete soda or, um, or soda, thigh gap. Th yeah. Stuff like that. And thigh gap. I remember thigh gap being a thing. <sighs> what the hell was that about? Yeah. And I remember, and I've <sighs> never in my life had a thigh gap. You know what? No one really has a thigh gap. Like there's, unless you have, you're very thin and long and long yeah but it was this weird and but why was that why was the absence of your body considered attractive for a while it's like no it's not her legs that are beautiful it's the it's the space between them that's crazy it is crazy who invented that that's I wild i actually don't know but like there's so many links here that i'm seeing it's essentially to, yeah to that girl it we have made this thin spur stuff more aesthetically pleasing and we've put it in a video format and we're presenting people doing it live mm. and the problem is now is that you're seeing we're sort of starting to see the brunt of of all of this so in research there's this thing called like cohort effects mm. of uh mental health disorders and one that so you're you were born in 95 hey yeah yeah i'm 96 so okay. Our cohort experienced a very, like, large amount of eating disorders. And I think, like, I personally attribute that uh, to this sort of Tumblr phase, this yep. Fitzbo phase that we experienced. And, like, you know how, like, you said that you weren't necessarily impacted by that? Mm. I most definitely was in high school, and that carried on with me for a really long amount of a, a lengthy amount of time and it took years of therapeutic work and years of work within myself to undo because I thought that the thin spoke like the, that should be at the top of the hierarchy that like being thin kind of needs to come before everything else and not just being thin but looking a certain way so for example like the, something that the thin spoke phase taught us is not only how to and this is the same thing as that girl is not only how to uh what, what to weigh but 
also what to wear. So it was typically like, I don't know, like in my Tumblr era, it was like sort of grunge-ish clothing, like those really low-waisted one teaspoon bandit shorts. Mm. Um what else? They're ripped denim shorts with pockets. Yeah, out of them. Yeah, that's what I remember. I that's had a the pairs of those. Yes, but ripped yep. short shorts with and mullet shorts too. You know the ones that have the like longer back and the very short. Front. The mullet shorts are the, yeah. the bandits. That's the that was like the style of them. Mullet skirts. Mullet skirts. Uh, that was a thing. I think the thing about the mullet skirts as well was that you can sort of see your like thighs a bit yeah and they were like kind of geared towards a more grungy sort of manner yeah there's and um i think the like except like chunky sort of accessories yeah it was mainly that kind of grungy vibe and it looked a lot like jenny humphrey from gossip girl or like a little bit like the veronica's even yeah um yeah yeah and so there was that vibe, and then the other half of it was, like, the fitspo phase. Yes. Which was achieving the same body. They're both very thin. They're both very bony. Yeah. Um, but achieving it in the way of, like, hitting the gym and being super-duper tanned. And Australian girls were, like, at the top of this because we loved, like, a tanned Aussie girl. A tanned Aussie girl, tall, wearing the, like, matching... Well, this is more now still. Like this is this definitely is still that happening. Yeah. So the the bay, like the matching sports bra with the matching pants and white runners, and white runners are still yeah. it's still a thing. Oh, I actually objectively, I think it looks kind of cute. But again, it is it is creating this. Um, it's like box to live. It's in. box to live in. Yeah. So those those products are expensive too. Here's the other thing. That's the thing we don't talk about. Is that that nice. Those nice beige neutrals, they're pretty expensive if you want, like, anything that's remotely decent. Linen's expensive. People, natural, like, fibers Real linen are more expensive. is expensive. Yeah. yeah. So it's, um, I think that it, 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 it's elite as well. It's like a bit of a classism, actually, is the word I'm looking for. I think it's, like, if you want to be seen as attractive and beautiful, you have to have, you have to have these things you have to look this way and then you can join the club and you have to behave this way too. And I think that's the problem with it. There's nothing wrong with saying, oh, I like the style. I like that, that I feel like that's a nice exercise outfit. I would buy that for myself if I saw mm. some. But it's the it's creating the aesthetic that you have to mm-hmm. maintain. And maintaining it is just not sustainable. No, no. I think it's like a I, – I think you're right. We're, we're seeing a very strong parallel between – the Tumblr-esque aesthetic of fins, like, of um, bones both. That was more, like, I guess, like, that pro-Anna, like, time where, where people were, like, intentionally just not eating. I don't mm-hmm. think Fitspo was on the cards yet. I don't know Maybe. how much exercise yeah. was involved here. I think it was just a lot of starvation. Yes. Yeah. And then we slow – and then the, the rise of, like, gyms and, like, F45 and Fitstop and, oh, like, yeah. all of those started becoming more popular, like, post – I don't know, maybe around like 2012 to 20, I don't know, till yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, so big, big gyms and like group training stuff became a thing. Big gyms were very so, much a thing in like 2013, 2014. Absolutely. So we're seeing now that girl, yeah, she goes to the gym and her meals appear, uh, appear a lot healthier. Whereas I think like back in Tumblr, Tumblr girl just didn't eat. 
right? Tommy 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 Girl just just like skipped meals and had coffee, right? Whereas now, like that girl eats and it's disguised as being super healthy and super good for you. But like you said, there's like 1500 calories with like a salmon bowl and this, that, but even then doing an insane exercise routine and, and it's like, well, you probably should be eating more than that. And they objectively still look quite underweight and it's being sold as healthy. To achieve that, that stick thin figure abs, you, there is no way you consume that many calories. Yeah. So yeah, that yeah, girl, yeah. like that girl is lying. So that, yeah. So at least, at least Tumblr girl admitted that it's just like, Hey man, just don't eat. Like and, <laughs> this is how I get this, but I don't eat. Um, yeah, but, yeah. Whereas like that girl is pretending to be super healthy uh-huh, and uh-huh. is not. And that is like even worse somehow. There's way more like malice tied into that. That girl is being fraudulent. Yeah, that girl is manipulative AF. Yeah. That, yeah, that ties into it because at least you can see the objective problems with Tumblr Girl because I was like, yeah, it's not good for you to obviously not eat. But if that girl is out here eating salmon and avocados and poached eggs and green powders, well, that looks that looks good, doesn't it? And doing a, you know, an uh, intense treadmill routine every day and like you know but yeah like you said if the, sometimes you see the the thinness of these people is like yeah you're not you're not actually doing that so then when somebody does follow your routine and 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 tries to become who you are well and then when they inevitably fail you're going to create a shame cycle where yeah. people feel like they can't be in this club of of thin, pretty, rich, white girl. And also mentally well, apparently. Apparently the whole goal of that girl is to be, like, psychologically, like, content. Super zen. Zen. Practicing gratitude every day. Composed. Yeah, yeah. When you're doing all those things... I mean, yeah, and then then you're still not achieving, like, you're, well, I don't feel how I should feel. Well, then, uh, for me anyway, that would create, uh, well, I guess I'm just not good enough to be in this club. I guess I'm not not that girl, right? (laughs) Yeah. But that's the problem is that you'll never be that girl. I'll never be that girl. Yeah, I don't think that girl. No one. No one is that girl. That's the thing. So, oh, yeah, of course. So there's an ideal that actually doesn't exist, and we're working towards something that's completely... um, unsustainable at least i don't want to say unachievable because i feel like it's achievable for a short period of time until inevitably life throws you Mm -hmm. a spanner in the works and then you have to drop your morning routine for a bit or this that the other but then now all of a sudden you're not that girl Mm -hmm. so now there's a perfect opportunity for you to feel shame and bad about yourself Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then this this cycle begins so it really is that um and if you parallel that with old tumblr girl it's like you can skip a couple of meals. It's unsus- un- unsustainable, mm, though. Mm. And then, you know, when girls start to eat and inevitably get hungry and, and they feel like a failure, it's like, well, I'll never be, I'll never be that girl. So yeah, it's a shame spiral. It is a shame spiral. And in all seriousness, uh, it's starting to – like one of the reasons that I was really keen on doing this episode is kind of to spread awareness about how toxic this is mm. and to sort of – I hope that a young girl is like listening to this and going, yeah, it's unsustainable because Mm. 
I've seen many young people who are genuinely suffering from this. Mm. And if you look up, like, now there's some articles and stuff like that of that are titled, like, that girl gave me an eating disorder. Yeah. So the problem with this that girl phenomenon is it's causing a really like it's causing another cohort of body image issues in particularly in young women and it's causing so much guilt and shame because people like Gigi Hadid are eating or posting a video of them making a pasta and in reality they're not actually eating that shit no there'd be yeah or just eating like a tiny little bit eating a tiny little bit and but but now it's gone like this viral trend like oh try Gigi Hadid's like vodka pasta. Vodka pasta is absolutely delicious, but for anyone that it's a whole bowl of pasta with like, it's delicious. There's like tomato and cream, and it's like, come on, Queen, like you're obviously not eating that. Or like when I think it was Gigi Hadid that said, just like, I eat pizza like every night. It's like, no, you don't. Don't lie to people. Yeah. And it's like, then what you, like you were saying before, it's like, if Gigi Hadid can convince people that, you know, oh, just eat all the carbs you want. <laughs> like, eat, eat my vodka pasta, blah, 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 blah. And then people do, and then they don't look like Gigi Hadid because they, what you don't see behind the scenes is like Gigi Hadid, Bella Hadid, they would have like their whole, a whole team of personal chefs, personal trainers, people like maintaining their weight because they're models, right? They're their mm-hmm, whole thing. Mm-hmm. It isn't, isn't just their, their own, in, like, um, it's not just them on the line. There would be like a whole team of people mm-hmm. helping them maintain their figure. Money isn't an issue either, so they would be on like various medications to try and make yeah. their them the, themselves thin. There's like the so diabetic much... medications. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. It, 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 just so many things they could do to like maintain that figure, while at the same time trying to convince like common people that they eat vodka pasta every night. Like, come on, bitch. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> come on. And, yeah. and also, Gigi Hadid and Bella Hadid, like, if we're looking at those two in particular, but also a lot of models, because a lot of models do come from really wealthy families that are willing mm. to uh, kind of put money into them and invest in them, and they already have the connections of those agencies that are going to uh, take them on because it's really good for the agency's public image if they've taken on Kendall Jenner or Gigi Hadid or Bella Hadid. These people come from dynasties and the problem with this is and then promoting a certain type of eating is that when you're like when you're promoting healthy eating that's that's okay but when you're a girl who's living in a share house and you're trying to eat super healthy and you're spending, I don't know, like five, five dollars on, on a vegetable and then you haven't eaten that vegetable in like three days and it's rotten, you're going to be a bit upset. And Gigi Hadid and Bella Hadid don't realize like the actual cost of healthy eating. They don't realize. Yeah, right. Yeah. They don't realize that like what it takes to meal prep they don't realize oh, the yeah. effort. Cause they have like takes. personal chefs. They like wouldn't have to cook at all. Yeah. And so it's, you know, or even going back to, you know, like the, all the pills, potions and powders that people so like that they promote. It's like, oh, I can't live without my like collagen green <laughs> elephant shit. <laughs> like I can't, you know, so, but that's expensive. Like you go to the shops and that's like 50 bucks. It's like $50 like, for, yeah, a bit of powder. And then, but I'm also going to have my vodka pasta and I'm just like all you guys, ha ha ha. Like I'm so relatable. It's like, mm, no, you're not. Um, that, that is unbelievably toxic to, uh, you know, like we were saying before, at least Tumblr girl 
admitted <laughs> that things were. It was like, yeah, I just don't eat. I just it that yeah. was transparent about it. It was toxic, like really bad advice. But the problem with the new trends is that it's no, this is super healthy, and I'm I have a really balanced diet, and I really look after myself, and and you can too, and. But it's not because they're, they're actively lying to you about yeah, what they yeah. do eat and what they do consume. And, and they also hide that maybe they go and vomit it out or maybe they yeah. starve themselves for... Maybe they <laughs> never ate the vodka bus. Maybe they never ate it. But it was like a, it's like a PR stunt to like make you more... Make them seem more relatable and to start a trend, to go a bit viral, to, you know... Yeah. That is... That is that is um, so manipulative. Mm, and if mm. you are young and you're like 17 18 dude if you're like 25 and you see that and you're like damn you, you that's well you're just gonna feel again like you're left out of this club because you can't eat vodka pasta and and stay thin while eating stay, the vodka pasta right so you know and, and you might not look like bella or Gigi hadid or kendall mm-hmm. jenner which is fine because people don't normally look like that but, um, yeah, that's the problem I have with, like, celebrity. At least just admit that you're not relatable. Yeah. Just say, it's like, yeah, I have a really insane diet. I have a really insane set of rules I have to follow. I have lots of personal chefs. Like, this is not attainable. I have a marketing team behind me I've, telling me my marketing strategies every single month. Yeah. My body is, like, my biggest asset, so I have to do all these crazy things. It is totally – like, ju- just admit that. Don't say that you eat burgers and pizza. If we're relating back to when we were younger – um, or like to our kind of high school years, an image comes to mind of Cara Delevingne. She was the head of Thinspo, oh, yeah. and her eating burgers, her eating pizza. That's right. Yeah, she was one of those people, and like she, she's one of those people that really championed that idea of I can eat whatever I want and stay thin. So, so there's there's the boat of the the Tumblr era, the 2012-2013 Fitspo Thinspo era when social media first came to rise, and we didn't necessarily understand the psychological impact that that would have on uh, young girls or women now um, and men in a variety of mental health disorders, not just eating disorders, maybe like depression, anxiety. Uh, mm. like a lot of other things uh, that went wrong from that era that mm. we're still trying to repair and manage. Now, we can pit, we can we can separate that as being a mistake by that was made by some people. I know that there have been a lot of fitness influencers, for example, that have come out like um like Sarah's day, for example, she's, she's like a really body positive person now. Uh, but she came out saying that this is wrong. This was really fake of me to do. And she apologized essentially. Mm. She understood that. What, who was the other influencer that you said? Asina O'Neill. Asina O'Neill. Oh, Asina O'Neill. Yeah. What a time. What a time. Yeah. She, she, okay. So that was like 2013, 2014, I think. That was also the vegan community. That was like a whole thing. And it was like, so she didn't start off vegan. She was an influence anyway, living around the sunny coast. Young girl, maybe she's like 17, 16, 17 when she started this. And the rise of like influencers on Instagram. And, and she, 
eventually after like being in the game for a while decided to say you know what all this is fake and this was before you had to be transparent about paid sponsorships Mm. as well so influencers were just saying oh yeah i genuinely use these products they were getting paid Mm -hmm. for it behind the scenes but um there was no transparency so this was before then so it actually was a senior o'neill that like cracked it and was like i got paid for all of these things this was this is how many photos it took to achieve this one shot i was miserable here and just fully blew up then she went kind of viral for a while and then all of her instagram friends like all the other influencers were started hating on her i guess because asina was exposing them i don't know who was right or wrong in this situation but like all these influencers started hating on her and then she just started getting a lot of hate and then she just disappeared from the internet forever. It was wild. I hope she's doing okay. But now, but like this, that that was ages ago and it was like, and then now people are a little bit more transparent with paid sponsorships and things like that. But there's, but it's still like, but they're still lying about other things. Like, Oh yeah, I just eat like backers every night. <laughs> yeah, so so yeah. exactly, and mm. that cohort wasn't necessarily aware of what was going on, but w- what they did, some people stood up and said, "This is wrong," and we now understand like the brunt of all of this, mm. like the mental the mental brunt of all of this. The problem with what's happening now is that these people are fully aware that this can cause a lot of psychological damage, and then they still they still choose to advertise themselves in a certain way and promote yeah. a diet culture that's really unattainable yeah and very expensive so expensive it's, so yeah. it, it's it's manipulation yeah. at <laughs> on a mass scale absolutely and yeah and fundamentally very narcissistic oh yeah as well which i don't think we really want to get into too much but like there is something so bad about telling people that this is like how you should live yeah your life and this is how to be successful or pretty or just like me it's unbelievably whitewashed it's very classist mm-hmm. and it's unhealthy and it's a lie yeah so yeah. yeah that's what i have to say about that yeah and everyone gets on a trend like this when it comes even like the biggest influences like for example like I don't know if you've seen the Kardashians recently. They've all got their implants taken out. They've all got like these. Oh, they're a lot thinner. They're a lot than they thinner. Used to be. They're taking those dietetic, uh, uh, diabetic medications to deliberately make themselves thinner. That shouldn't be legal. <laughs> so that yeah yeah. That's really bad. That's it, so bad. It is so bad, and that scares me because if. Influencers like that with a really big voice are taking their implants out and they're manipulated by this thinness trend. Then what is the rest of the world going to do? Are we going to go back to heroin chic? Are we going to go back to Kate Moss? Oh, yeah, like worshipping like super thin bodies. Yeah, I certainly hope not uh, because it's – yeah at least when we were we were into like big bums and big thighs and stuff at least people were it was maybe feeling a little bit better about themselves yeah yeah even if the kardashians big bums and thighs were fake to a degree because we all know they have silicon and they have plastic surgery teams at least that's embodying 
a certain weight right. class. At Absolutely. least it's, it's including a certain weight class. It's kind of balancing the the thinness of other people like it did or yeah. or, or Kendall Jenner. Definitely. But now what we're doing is we're setting a trend where thinness is widely acceptable as the best kind of body and not just thinness like stick thinness we're heading towards that slowly it's unhealthy thin like it's yeah and worshiping that kind of aesthetic is so so toxic and i think maybe starting to drown out the body positivity community Mm -hmm. which i I, i'm a big advocate for i think that's Mm -hmm. great um i'm not here for the promotion of obesity or saying that you know obesity is fine i was obviously quite unhealthy to be well overweight but um uh you know i i I do worry that maybe for for people who are young and more impressionable more Mm -hmm. affected by this i i feel super forever grateful that it doesn't affect me as much as it does other people and i'm I'm not even sure why but I, i consider myself very lucky for that but what what i worry is that like when we've made moves towards you know body positivity and um and it isn't that I, I think it's a good idea to also say that obesity is healthy and fine because I don't think it is, um, and being overweight is, is bad bad for your health. But um, we we were for a minute w- walking towards something that seemed healthy, like body positivity and 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 being okay with curvaceous people, and, and also just like loving your body no matter what what it looks like, and giving yourself. Um, uh, unconditional compassion for how you, how you look, you know, and appreciating that everybody is unique and different. I just worry that this is being washed out by that girl or clean girl coming back, being disguised as something that's really healthy and great, but is just Tumblr girl all over again. Yeah. Wearing a mask. And the problem with that is back then we had one platform, two platforms that we can share that on in an image format. Mm. Now we've got videos of it. Now it's across, what, four or five different platforms. And now social media is a much bigger part of our lives than it ever was. And so if the effects of Tumblr Girl were extremely, extremely detrimental to people's health, what's that girl going to do to this next generation? Mm. Because it's going to be on a much wider scale. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And this is, and there's, and like we've said before, the elements of not just like the, the food, but there's like elements of wealth and stuff in that as well. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so whereas at least Tumblr girl was a bit, you know, there was, there was no wealth. Any, anybody could be a Tumblr girl. If yeah. It was, didn't eat yeah it's just like now it's like no in order to be that girl you need all these extra things plus you need to be thin Mm -hmm. which makes it worse so it's creating a culture of like overall perfectionism yeah almost like creating boss babe you need to be yeah yeah kind of like creating an army of robots yeah and 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 a lack of individuality and yeah yeah because if everyone's starting to look a certain way if everyone's wearing the same thing if everyone's eating the same thing yeah if everyone's looking the same way you've just got you've just got a bunch of robots you don't have individual humans yeah yeah that that that's that's so true did you know that color is actually like disappearing from the world it's like don't get me wrong i love like beiges and neutral i actually 
genuinely think the aesthetic is like quite nice. Yeah. Um, but it is indicative of colour disappearing from the world. Like really? Yeah, like that you can you can um I'll put a link to this. This is really cool. There was an article I read about how um uh, how minimalism has started to remove deep aesthetic like details in things, including colour. So our colour palettes from um, in fashion and the arts and, and architecture um, are just becoming smaller and smaller and smaller as mm. the world mm. moves towards more. It, it, logos, brand logos were so much more so decorative and, and, and beautiful and like, you know, think about things, logos from like the 1920s mm-hmm. compared to now. And now yeah. we appreciate this like block, very simple generic i guess i guess you can think of like remember apple when it first launched and it had a rainbow over the apple and now it's just all gray all gray and yeah and they they were you know oh yeah apple released those ipods that were like in a rainbow of color and now yes. like that wouldn't be you have these now neutral neutral neutrals and if you do have color they're like pastels mm-hmm. um and mm-hmm. and that, that's fine i do think they like look nice but it's um color and individuality and uh, that is i mean maybe we'll cycle back into a to a, a different aesthetic later on like we'll have our fun with the beiges for a bit mm-hmm. and the minimalism and then we'll go back into being individual and creative and colorful but sometimes i wonder if that's kind of a reflection of of this thing that you said like creating an army of robots getting everyone to dress really like uniform and similar yeah. and i don't know does it does it yeah. save companies money if they only have to like make things in one color or if they, you know, like yeah, economically, yeah. does it make more sense? To, Maybe. Yeah. Well, I think that we're starting to become very good at conforming because we've got so much social media where we can, we can just, we think the same way. We're all starting to think the same way and we're all starting to be able to be persuade really easily. On yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and I think, the, the color thing is is really really interesting too because I like I always go back to the motherhood thing and I always go to like like what's that doing to our kids like for right. me like for Lando I have very bright colors everywhere I don't know like the, the fact that people are maybe making like all their nurseries like all gray for example oh that like, sucks kids <laughs> all gray. Like, where's the fun in that? And Just because it fits in the aesthetic with the rest of your yeah, house. Yeah, like, what are they going to do? Like, what are they going to do when they're growing up and going, okay, like, I'm growing up in a grey room. Mm, <laughs> and really the only colour yeah. that they see is on an iPad oh. or a phone. Yeah. It's not That's nice. so depressing. It's so depressing. It's very depressing. Yeah. Not to mention, like, like circling, <laughs> circling back to this whole aesthetic of that girl, of doing like exercise, meditation, journaling, eating, eating like a, a whatever meal, making a smoothie in the morning, mm. dressing up in like perfectly matching active wear. <laughs> By the time that you're getting to work, mm. you're probably exhausted. And the research on decision yeah. fatigue shows that oh. you're not supposed to be doing this this stuff for all, all of these things. things yeah actually yeah i fully agree there's nothing it's like having an 18 step skincare routine is a bit fucking excessive there's nothing <laughs> it's like come on but it's hard i'm walking this fine line because i don't want to i don't want people to misunderstand me when i mean that like having a routine or a little bit of a morning ritual we've talked about this on the show it's like having those moments of gratitude that's fine but you don't need to have 
all of these extra products to do that. You don't need all of these. You don't need to be a massive consumer. You don't need to do every, you don't need to have like a special gratitude journal to practice gratitude. Mm -hmm. You don't need to have all these drunk elephant products to like have a nice morning routine. You know, you don't, you know, that's, that's the thing that makes me very angry. It's it's not evidence-based. No, not at all. Like, you know, having yourself something to, to be like, okay, cool. I feel ready for the day because I've done blah, blah, blah. And I, you know, maybe your thing is morning yoga or whatever. Maybe just pick, pick one, pick, have a, you know, I have my coffee and then I do this, that, that, but that it's become so excessive. It's like the consumerism on that. Like the amount of products you can get now to help, um, modify your morning routine is just insane. It's like you've bought all those products. You'd spend a lot of money if you wanted mm-hmm. all the different coffee creamers and all the different like oh, yeah. things that go like all the different facial products, all the different like I know eye masks, lip masks, hair masks, perfumes. This this is so much. There's so much shit. Yeah, yeah. It's like that, that's you're cluttering up yourself. But it's. That's where, like, capitalism has, like, jumped on the train as well. Getting oh, you to, they love that girl. Getting you to, like, yeah, they love that girl because that girl can sell some shit. That girl can sell some shit, exactly. Yeah. Well, so. And this, the thing is, is, like, whilst we're on skincare, I just want to touch on this. Like, I have done extensive research into skincare, although I'm not a dermatologist, and there are... Uh, there are three things or maybe four things that you need if you want to have a healthy skincare routine and to maintain a good uh, good skin wellness. The first thing is a simple moisturizer, mm. like a, like a, a simple as like a five ten dollar moisturizer. Yeah, you can have a retinoid if you're really concerned about aging. So you can have a retinoid or retinol. Um, and sunscreen. And sunscreen, for sure. It's sunscreen yeah. every single every single morning to protect your skin. And the, the, they're three things. Oh, if you, you really you want, you can get a cleanser. But, okay, that's yeah. like 40 bucks max. You can you can budget that, that into a abs- very small amount of money. Totally. And yeah. you can be you can have a skill, skin wellness of that girl. Yeah. Also, to add on to that, as someone who's like, I've come off the back of um, taking Accutane or Isotretinoin, which if any of you any of you have taken that, it is a very intense acne medication. So I suffered with really, really bad acne here on my face um, due to just various hormonal things. Sometimes women in their later, later 20s can just get it. I don't know what why it happened or where it came from. I tried every product ever to mm-hmm, get rid of it. Mm-hmm. I did everyone's skincare routine. I was doing masks. I was doing this. I went to Mecca. I bought all the stuff. I spent so much money trying to get rid of it. It was an underlying hormonal issue and it could only be fixed medically, like with a, with a dermatologist supervision. And that drug has also had like a lot of side effects. It needs to be very strictly supervised. Um, so, but I feel so offended when people pretend like, no, I've got this dewy skin because of my 18 step skincare routine. Mm. No, 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 no. And like, and also to, to, it almost suggests that like people with acne just aren't doing the right things. Yeah. You know, it's like, Oh, you just haven't bought the right products yet. It's like, I tried everything. I spent so much money trying to fix my skin and the, and and all for what, for, for it to just end up being fixed Mm-hmm. Like most of the acne has gone. I still suffer with like dermatitis and eczema and things from it. But yeah, like that, that made me feel unbelievably depressed for a while because I was watching all these girls. I was like, if you just, yeah. maybe you should just try this face oil. Drink some water. Drink some, oh my God. 
I know. <laughs> and it's just that sucks, you know. Nothing wrong with, like, a nice skincare routine if it makes you feel organized and mm-hmm. ready and fresh for the day. Mm-hmm. Stop telling people that they need to buy all this crap yeah. in order to, to, to be just, like, you know, to have like an amazing skin because there are some variables that you can't control in there, like hormones and, and um, all sorts of other things that go on. Uh, yeah. Genetics, like. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So that's what I have to say about that. <laughs> I just want to, I just want to add on to that. Um, there is someone in my life that I know she's the most, the healthiest person I have ever met. She's a beautiful girl and she also had acne at a stage in her life and she is by far the healthiest person, the healthiest, most well-balanced diet-wise person ever. She did what you did. She yeah. tried all the skincare products. It didn't work. It didn't she had work. to go on um, medical, yeah. like like Accutane. Yeah, you got to go see. She had to go on. Absolutely. And then there's uh, – and- Actually, and then circling back when you talk about like clean girl, clean girl aesthetic, that girl, always they always have beautiful, supple, high, like glowy skin, and um and you know what? That even the name of that clean girl, if you don't have that, mm-hmm. you are, what are you, dirty girl? What are yeah. you, just like a grub? Like that is, <laughs> you know, it's that's so, so insulting. True. And that's how I felt. I felt gross, and I and 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 people because it's on your face. People are trying to. I mean, and they they have good intentions, but they're constantly like, "Have you tried this? Have you tried this?" It's like, yes, I wash my face every day. I do all the things. Yeah, I yeah. eat well. I look after myself, and it's still there because it's medical. And yeah. it's like that is something that yeah. clean girl fail. Like it makes you feel bad because it's like, well, if you're not doing all these things, then you're just a dirty grub yeah it's your fault that yeah. you have acne yeah. that's just and that's just one example of it too yeah so that's just that's just skincare so absolutely and then that's the same with like weight gain and weight loss like weight is um such a it's such a multifaceted thing if you're mm. stressed you're oh. if you're stressed that impacts your weight that yeah. impacts your hormones for example your hormones if you have certain conditions like PCOS is a really good one yeah there's there's certain things that you can't like that fluctuate your weight absolutely and it's not necessarily just all diet it, it is a serious topic you know the, these shifts are really toxic and and they target women particularly young vulnerable women mm. uh for and and it's gonna take some of them a really long time to recover from something like that girl and it's so unfortunate but i feel like i feel really passionate about this yeah you know? um so yeah we i guess we covered that girl and how um that girl is really related to like a tumblr girl or a fitspo girl um around the the kind of 2010s era on tumblr and yeah we spoke about some of the ramifications that that can have yeah and I think it also highlights a really good point that like just because you see something online and it looks a certain way, you don't see what happens behind the scenes, especially when it comes to like celebrities who are sort of promoting that girl, that certain style or aesthetic, trying to sell products, you know, and, or giving out recipes and things like that. So there's so much going on behind the scenes for their, um, for their PR work and things like that. that and, and, in terms of like maintaining their weight, you're not seeing the full picture. Yeah. So don't follow these people expecting to like live their lifestyle because if you're not a super celebrity with four private chefs and, uh, you know, a personal trainer and all of like several people just 
monitoring you all the time. It's uh, you're not going to be able to achieve that, and that's mm-hmm. okay. And you shouldn't strive to be those people. And um, and yeah, while there's nothing there's nothing wrong with like wanting to have some you know have a gratitude journal or to or have a well-balanced have a, diet have a well-balanced diet have a morning routine that's fine but it's okay if you can't you know if you wake up in a day and you're stressed and you don't do those things you're not like a bad person and all of a sudden you're not it's you don't you can still be an amazing person without being that girl yeah yeah, most definitely. Yeah, and you're not a dirty person if you are not the clean girl. You know, you're not – yeah, it's not like you're not looking after yourself if you don't look exactly like those other girls do on, on TikTok or, or Tumblr. Or I don't know if Tumblr exists anymore, but on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that I young girls or people might not necessarily realise is that even that behind-the-scenes footage that you see on Insta or on TikTok is – not behind the scenes footage. It's scripted. It's manipulated. Yeah. It's it's like it, the PR people have said realism is really in right now on TikTok. People want to see behind the scenes of like celebrities yeah. and and powerhouses and how their companies are built. So the a marketing strategy in and of itself for those people, like like Kylie for example, mm. is to film herself behind the scenes uh, yeah but it's um, not really behind the scenes at all it's not really it's very very well scripted and very well planned it looks like it's behind the scenes yeah yeah so. yeah so i mean on that note um it has been a serious episode but but it it's important to cover this stuff and mm. you guys if you are uh feeling like this um like that this trend is impacting you please see a health professional and we'll link um we'll link some uh useful websites down below uh so yeah and if you're if you're uh keen on listening to more of us and what we've got to say then please uh like comment follow subscribe depending on the platform you're in and we'll see you next week we'll see you next week thank you for listening